Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm going to be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. What's going on, ladies? I hope you're having the best day ever. I don't know about y'all, but I'm freezing, like so cold. But we're gonna do a live stream today about five things that you need to know if you're starting your fat loss journey in 2023. And when I was making this list, I was thinking about all the things that I wish I knew when I first started and things that will actually help you. So like, guys, yesterday's podcast and today's podcast, if you follow this, I promise you that 2023 and like January will be a fantastic month for you. I promise you just saying that these are like my best tips, tricks, things like that. And these are also things that like I would tell a paying client. So guys, if you cannot afford training, I totally get that. I've been there too. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that you can't be resourceful. And so if you're listening to this podcast, one, I wanted to say congratulations, because you're already moving one foot in front of the other in order to like get into momentum. I don't know if a lot of you guys know this, because it's been a long time, like it's been six or seven years since I started like officially posting. But the biggest thing is, is like when I started, I followed like Heidi Summers, I followed Buff Bunny, I followed like all these other people. And I made so many mistakes. And I looked silly sometimes. And I look great sometimes. And like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened. But I think the biggest thing is, is like, you can't get better at something if you don't start. And so before we even get into the five things that you need to know, guys, there's no way that you can fail if you don't start. And I know that's why you haven't started. But when you start, the only way to fail is to stop. And so guys, even if you've had different journeys where you started, stopped, things like that, been there, done that, I totally understand. But this time we're going to start and keep going. And so that's the goal of this podcast is how do we get you to start and continue? Because adherence is something that is super important. And I don't think it's talked about enough, which is like, yeah, this is a training and nutrition plan, but how do I stick to it? Okay. So the first thing, ladies, that I wish I knew when I first started is that everything doesn't have to be healthified. And also everything that's healthified doesn't taste the same as normal food. Okay. So like when you make brownies and you make them with protein powder, they taste like there's protein powder in them. And if anyone tells you otherwise, they're either trying to sell you something or they're lying. Cause like, honestly, they taste like shit. And sure. There's like some health foods that taste good, but they never taste as good as when you put butter, flour, milk in there and you make it up and you make a nice brownie. It never tastes the same. Okay. Same with cookies. Same with protein bars, except for the grenade bars. I'll shout those out every day till I die. Absolutely fantastic. Anything that's like a better oatmeal, like not good overnight oats. Honestly, if you like them, that's great. I hate them. But like, all I'm saying is, is like when you make a pizza and you cut out all the fun stuff, it doesn't taste like a pizza. Like it's pretty close, but I'm just saying when you go in with the expectation that this healthified version, that's like a hundred calories is going to taste like the donut from Dunkin' Donuts. You're wrong. Okay. It doesn't taste the same. It does, you know, provide that little sweet balance and whatever, if you want to like eat those at the end of the day, by all means go for it. But I'm just saying like, you're kind of like, it's almost like you have a full of water and you're like trying to cup it out with a spoon. It's just like, it's not worth it. So like, if you want to make it, if you want to spend all that money on Zithuanian gum, by all means go for it, but you don't have to healthify everything. Okay. And everything that is healthified doesn't also taste that amazing. So I just want to let you know before you even start, 
that you're better off just making food that you enjoy with whole ingredients and things that actually taste good because you're going to enjoy it a lot more and you're not going to feel like you have to go back for like 15 of them. Either your stomach will feel kind of funny or you're like, do whatever and that'll be it. And it's really not a big deal. And if you guys aren't in a spot, I find that also different advice comes to be useful at different times. So if you're not in a spot where you've healed your relationship with food and you can't stop after you've had like two, you have to eat seven. This advice is probably not going to help you because you don't understand where I'm coming from in order to do that because you haven't healed your relationship with food. If you heal your relationship with food, you know that you can have two or three things, have one, and like that's pretty much it. You're good. You go back to doing what you're normally doing and you head on with your day. But if you haven't done that yet, you're going to find that that piece of advice, you're going to be like, but I can't just eat one. I can't just eat two. And so that should be a click for you also that you have some work to do in terms of food mindset if you really want to be successful, okay? Because that's something that you need to work on. If that piece of advice, you're like, oh, there's no way I can do that, okay? So the second thing, you can fit whatever you want into your macros when you first start. And the reason why I say this is because a lot of the times people try to start tracking and they cut everything out. And so you're doing too many things at once. And so you either are going to try and make healthier habits or you're going to track your food, pick one, okay? That's one or the other. And I don't mean like sometimes, I mean like all the time. Like when you go to a restaurant, you're choosing a healthier option for the first 14, 30 days, okay? When you go out to eat, you're still going out to eat, but you're getting like water or diet pop instead of like five beers. Or instead of seven beers, you're having three. Like that's the kind of compromise that we're making. We're not compromising going out or not going out. We're compromising when we go out, we're going to make a better choice. If you're not tracking your food, that's what needs to happen then in order to be successful, like when you're first starting, in my personal opinion, okay? Or if you decide to track food, then have whatever you want and input it into the tracker because you need to see what you're consuming. So if you have five beers, five beers goes into the tracker. If you have like, you know, donuts, that goes into the tracker. And if that's giving you anxiety, that's also a good sign that you need to work on your food mindset. But these are things that you also should be doing. So it's one or the other. And that's going to help you basically be accountable with your food and make those choices going forward. Now, I wish that I knew that because basically like when I started, I started tracking food, but I would only track the food that I wanted to see, not the food that I didn't want to see. And because I was doing that, it was very ineffective. And I always felt frustrated because I was never getting to my goal because every time I tracked the food, it was only the food that I liked to see. And so at the end of the week, when I went back and I was like, I'm not down any weight, I tracked all my food, what's going wrong? It's like, just because you track your food doesn't mean that you're going to lose weight, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that because I actually wasn't honest and I had a whole bunch of stuff on top of tracking my food because I didn't want to see it inputted. And when I actually did input it, it wasn't as bad as I thought, right? So you really need to be careful of that. Like I said, you can make some healthier decisions and uh, throughout the day, just try and be like 1% better. Either way will work. It's just a matter of like what you're struggling with and what you'd prefer. So that's something that you guys can do also. So number two is you, like, you can fit whatever you want into your macros, but at the end of the day, either we're tracking or we're making better food choices, or you can do a little bit of a combo of both, but we're not cutting anything out. You need to start with where you're at. If you start cutting things out, you're going to feel restricted. You're going to feel like all you want is that thing. You're going to be like, why can't I drink and everyone else can drink? Why can't I eat these foods and everyone else can eat these foods? And it's like the only one putting these restrictions on yourself is you. And so if you keep doing that, you're going to notice that after a while you start eating takeout like a million times per day, you start eating a whole bunch of food and like that just doesn't really become something that's productive. Okay. And so like at the beginning, just focus on like if there's levels to this guys. So first we start by tracking or making better food choices. Then we realize, 
hmm, when I drink seven beers, my stomach feels like shit. And because of that, we're now going to drink like two or three beers. And then you feel a little bit better and then you move up and then you're like, okay, well now maybe I'm not going to drink. Or maybe like when I go out, I'm going to have a few drinks, but I'm not going to have the full nacho platter anymore as well. And then, so now we're having like a chicken sandwich instead of the nacho platter. And so like, we're making better decisions as we go. And then we're like, oh, you know, when I eat eggs, I don't go to the bathroom for three days and I'm super constipated and I feel like shit. And so like, then it's like, okay, so maybe I'm like eating eggs once a week instead of like seven days a week. Ooh, I did find that eggs, see what I mean? So there's different layers, but you need to start with just like figuring out where you're at. You don't even know where you're at. That's what you need to figure out. Okay, figure out where you're at. And some of you guys are going to be like, I don't have time for that. I want to go do everything at once. And if I do everything at once, I'm going to see all these results. You won't because you don't know where you're starting. So every time you go back to your old bad habits, you don't know what your bad and your good habits are, whether it's food, workout, whatever. Like you don't know, like if you get stressed, what do you do? If you're emotionally eating, what do you turn to? How much do you eat? Do you know, like, you know, if it's like stuff that upsets your stomach, is it, does it not? Is it things that you're allergic to or intolerant to? Like there's all these other layers to this. So the thing is, is like, you need to start off with just figuring out where you're at. Okay. Number three, you're going to want to do everything at once, which is pretty much what I just said. You need to seriously look at what you're doing and be 1% better. So when I first started example, guys, I was tracking my food. I was having a plate size portion of pasta with some chicken on it. And I was tracking it in love and life. Now I later came to realize that wheat is a big, big like problem for me. Like I cannot eat wheat. And so no matter how much like the calories and stuff that I ate, I really wasn't seeing a lot of progress because my stomach and my digestive system, like always inflamed, like super painful, like inconsistent bowel movements, you name it, right? I was like, oh my God, I have IBS. No, I don't have IBS. And I say it like that because I find a lot of the times we say IBS and I, I totally am sympathetic to it because I have a lot of digestive problems. But I also made sure that I went out of my way to figure out what they are. I didn't just label it with something that basically gave me no answer. I wasn't okay with that. And like, sometimes I think a lot of you guys also with your kids and stuff, you're like, you have to be like the advocate for your own health. I find like a lot of the times moms are like older women as well. Like anyone who's over like 25, really, I find like it gets pushed to the wayside and you don't really think about it, but it's something that's really important and impacts you like every single day. And so it's something that I think should be like investigated in. I don't think it's something that should just be like, oh, well, you're fine. It's okay. And so like with that being said, a lot of the times when you have these like digestive problems and things like that, it also comes a lot down to like being in tune with yourself of like, okay, when I eat a full bowl of pasta, I don't feel very good. And it's not like, oh my God, I'm so full. It's like my stomach is ripping apart. Like that's the difference, right? When I eat raw vegetables, my stomach is ripping apart. When I go drink like five drinks, my stomach and I throw up and I don't feel good. And so like at the beginning, it's like, you need to figure out what you're doing. Are you going out one time a week? Are you going out three times a week? Are you drinking five times a week? Are you drinking once a week? What are you doing? And then how do you feel before and afterwards? That's a big way to figure it out. So before you eat it and after you eat it, how do you feel, right? And is this consistent? It's something that you need to know. And then same with workouts. You might not like getting up and going to the gym. I don't like getting up and going to the gym. It's freaking cold out. I'm like borderline anemic. I'm cold. It sucks. Like I hate it. Okay. Like my iron's normally really low. It's very low right now. I'm freezing. But at the same time, I'm still going to get up and go because I know that I feel better after. And I know how I feel mentally, especially when I don't go for a few days, I need to get moving. I can't sit all the time. And there was a study I was talking to this with my chiropractor the other day, guys, is like, there was a study that was released that literally says, like sitting is the equivalent to the new smoking. 
So if you don't smoke a cigarette for your entire life, but you sit down like every day for like eight hours a day and you like barely get any steps for an entire, it's an equivalent to smoking for an entire year. It is like not good for you. Like it has all these other implications. You get tight in certain spots. You get like upper lower cross syndrome. There's other like internal effects that happen. Obviously energy levels, like cognitive decline, like all these kind of things end up happening. So if you guys don't think like, regardless of if you're trying to lose weight or like get strong or like feel better or have more energy, you need to be moving regardless of how you feel, you have to get up and move. And that is the biggest thing that I can say for everybody. Like the amount of people that don't get 7,000 steps a day is astronomical. Like you would be floored. Like our society, you guys are like, oh, well, I can't lose weight, but you've gotten like 3,200 steps within the entire day. Like go get a Fitbit. So like right now, for example, guys, it's 3.30 and I've gotten 4,000 steps. And like, I'm a pretty active person. That's pretty low, right? And so I'm going to have to work my ass off for the next few hours. Obviously, my ankle is really bothering me. If you guys didn't know, I partially tore my Achilles tendon. Super fun. So that being said, I'm not moving that much, but I'm still making a point to actively like move around the house and do things. And so understanding that like you guys need to move in order to see any kind of result, not just a fat loss result, okay? Number four. I promise when you're going to the gym, no one's watching you. I actually find that gyms that have newer members are worse than like bodybuilding gyms. And I'm going to like, you know what? You guys can fight me on this, but I'll, I'll be, I'll give you guys an example. So every time I've walked into like a planet fitness or I've walked into like a thing that's like meant for beginners and it's like supposed to be less intimidating. It's clean. It's got all these cool things. Like, it's not like a direct attack to that person. I'm just saying like, that's a pretty like beginner gym. I find that a lot of the people in the gym are staring around at people and taking videos and doing like all that kind of shit way more than when you go to like a bodybuilder gym. Like there's not a lot of videos online of like people at good life doing exercises. There's not a lot of like things of like people at like small town gyms or like whatever, like individual gyms taking videos of other people doing things. And it's not because there's not new people there. It's just because the crowd is different. And what I mean by that is like when you're in your zone and you're just doing your thing, you're not looking around at other people like, yeah, sure. You might like take a glance around the gym or like you might see someone like lifting heavy weight and you watch or like you might see somebody like just doing something. You're like, I just hope you don't get hurt. Like, but it's not like the intention of like, let's make fun of them because we were all in that spot first. You know what I mean? But when you get a gym that's filled with a whole bunch of new people who are also scared that everyone is watching them. I find that those people are more judgmental because they're scared that other people are judging them. So then they kind of judge other people. And you get into this little bit of like a conflict back and forth of like, are they watching me or am I watching them? You know what I mean? And I just like, I don't like the vibe of it. So that's actually the reason why I won't go to like beginner gyms. It's not because I don't want to be there. I think it's really pretty. I think it's nice, but I find it a lot more judgmental if I'm being honest. And that's not like a proven fact. That's just what I've noticed is just like, I've never... I've gotten so many comments when I've walked into like other like beginner gyms, like around the province. It's not even just like in Sarnia. Sarnia's actually wasn't too bad because I think it's just empty, but I don't know. But whenever I went in there, it was always like other people making fun of other people that I would hear or like, oh my God, your legs look so bad or oh my God, this or that or whatever. And again, not deterring anyone to go or not to go to that point. But I think a lot of people go to those gyms because they're scared of going to an actual gym and thinking that the people who know things are going to make fun of them. But guys, like the people who like know about health and fitness want to help people. Like I'm not at the gym making fun of other people. Like if you like trip over a weight and like smash your forehead, I'm not going to lie. I might chuckle a little bit because that's kind of funny. 
But like, I don't know if that makes me a bad person. But anyways, it's kind of funny. Like if I like tripped over something and then like had like a dramatic fall, like I might like chuckle a little bit, but like you doing a bicep curl and like doing it a little bit improperly is not going to be the highlight of my day of laughter. Like if anything, I'm going to be like, I hope you don't get hurt. And most of the people who are really passionate about health and fitness are just trying to help other people and like understand that like they want other people to succeed. And so I find it's a different environment. So that's what I'm going to say in terms of that. Nobody's watching you. No one's doing your shit. Just go in there, do your thing. If you need help, ask. The biggest thing I can say is that if you need help, especially when you're at the gym, ask. And that's also why, like, like if you're like, I don't know how to do things. I don't know, whatever. Obviously we have tons of videos, but my DMs are always open. Like I'm always here to help if you guys need help because I used to feel like that too. And it sucked. And like, I don't want other people to feel that way. Number five, it's okay to ask for help and nobody is self-made. So the last thing that you guys need to know if you're starting your fat loss journey and is that nobody is self-made and you need to ask for help if it's not working. If what you're doing right now is not working, you don't have to join a program, but you need to ask for help. Whether the case is like, hey, should I be doing like, you know, should I do four or five times a week? Should I do two times a week, three times a week? Following a plan, whether that's paid or online, whether that's asking the gym staff for help whether that's talking to a friend that knows about health and fitness, even just like getting a a baseline, you just need to start. And sometimes you don't know where to start. And so asking like, what do I want to do? Where am I going to do it? And how many times am I going to do it per week is something that's super, super helpful. And like understanding too, that like you might do some exercises and feel completely stupid. You might do some exercises and be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what's engaging. Nothing is feeling anywhere. I do not feel my legs. I do not feel my abs. I do not feel anything. But the more that you do it, the more comfortable that you'll get at it and the more consistent you will become, right? It's not like I started where I'm at. Like if you guys have saw the old videos, like I'm not gonna lie, like I was a little bit chonky and I also like didn't, like I was like a little bit like chonky and I didn't have any like mind to muscle connection. I had no muscle mass. I was literally just like the definition of like skinny fat. I don't know how else to like word this, but that's exactly what I looked like. I was like skinny fat. There was no curves. Everything was like a solid line from my shoulder all the way down to my forearm, my leg all the way down to my foot. My butt was flatter than a piece of paper. I had boobs, thank God, I guess. But even those were like uncomfortable because I had no muscle or anything to like really hold me back. And my stomach was always like a problem area, like always, always, always. And so like, if you're struggling with those areas or if you're struggling with just like, I don't like anything that I see right now, I get it. But nothing changes if nothing changes. So right now what you're doing is not working. And so you need to just like accept the fact that sometimes you just need a little bit of help and you'll be on your way. And I found it made a world of difference. And honestly, the first time that I hired a coach, it took me from like zero to a hundred because I finally understood what I was doing and I had somebody to ask for help. And that honestly, the asking for help and being able to talk to somebody about what was happening and not understanding what was going on. And just having that communication with someone like ongoing who knew what I was going through and like understanding was the biggest thing that got me from zero to a hundred. It wasn't even the workout plan. It wasn't even the nutrition. It was just like, Hey, I'm doing this and I don't feel this here. Or, Hey, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to eat more protein, but like, I can't hit 130 grams. How do I do that? And it's like, Oh, like this is how you do it. And they're like, Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. It was just like super easy. It's just like you're paying for speed. So essentially guys, like if you're trying to do it by yourself, you totally can just gonna take a hell of a lot longer. And I realized that the hard way. And I don't think I would ever do that again. And that's why I always have a coach at this point. Even if it's like a cheap coach, an expensive coach or whatever, I always have a plan that I'm following to make sure that like I'm performing still and doing the things that I need to do. 
And bonus, if it's two things that I can say to focus on, would like form Fridays again as a reminder on proper form. Yeah, we can totally do that, but you ladies have to submit videos for it. We stopped doing it because no one submitted videos. So if you guys want to do form Fridays, you got to submit your videos so that we can do form Fridays. So yeah, we can totally do that. And uh, we're going to release some other stuff too for proper form on uh, online too. So you guys can look at that. But yeah, that's definitely something that we can do. And proper form also, guys, if you guys are on the app, we have um, videos, not all of them. We're trying to switch a lot of them over, but a lot of them are myself or Meg making sure that you guys know how we do certain exercises. And so if you're struggling with like how to do certain things, we give you guys the prompts and the cues and stuff that we use to go through like different exercises and stuff. So you guys can see those too. But yeah, the last thing that I'm going to go over guys is a bonus tip is sleep and protein are the two most underrated things that you guys can do in order to see results. Sleep is going to help you recover. It's going to help with your cravings. It's going to help with your mindset. It's going to help you make better decisions. I actually don't make big decisions unless I've slept for at least a day or two and I feel mentally clear. So I don't make any big decisions, especially business-wise or have any big conversations until I know I'm 100% clear and focused. Um, and that comes with like a good night's sleep, okay? With that also, protein is super important. Anywhere from 80 plus grams of protein per day. Normally you want over 100, but I know some of you guys are eating like 30 grams of protein a day. That's like super important. Because the big things with protein is that you need it for muscle repair, you need it for muscle building, you need it for like a whole bunch of other processes that happen in your body. But it's also one of the easiest way to decrease your fat mass, increase your leanness level, but whatever. If you're working out, basically the biggest thing is like with protein guys, it's obviously like for muscle building and stuff, but you're also going to notice that you just maintain your like your leanness a lot easier is what I was trying to say. And so like, as soon as you do that, you're going to notice that like you feel better, you're more mentally clear, you're more like you're more full, you don't have as much cravings, everything kind of like snowballs from there. So I find sleep and protein are the two biggest things that are missing. And if you even just incorporated that, let alone anything else that we've talked about today, you're going to see fantastic results in 2023. It's just a matter of like, are you actually going to take what you learned today and implement them? So are you going to focus and make sure that your sleep quality and like length of time is good? And are you going to make sure to get your protein in? And if you do those two things, you're going to notice like crazy results, even within the first like three to six weeks. And so like, it's not rocket science. You guys don't need to follow some like cleanse detox and like take all these fancy supplements. You really just need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and focusing on like your foundations. And once you do that, you're going to be laughing and you're going to see at least like, I would say anywhere between five to 15 pounds, depending on the person. If you literally just followed even that one tip, let alone everything else. So everything doesn't have to be healthified. Healthified versions don't always taste the same if at ever. Okay. Two, you can fit whatever you want into your macros to start, but eventually your food choices will matter. So start at a basic level, but then build your way up where you're eating actually like healthy, nutrient dense foods. The reason why you haven't been able to follow your like actual healthy, whatever plan or diet or meal plan is because you don't eat like that right now. If you eat like that right now, you'd be able to sustain it. But because you don't, we need to build you up to a point, just like any other habit where you then enjoy eating healthy foods. But right now, if you enjoy cheeseburgers and ice cream, guys, there's no vegetable in the world that tastes as good as cheeseburgers and ice cream. I'm sorry. Broccoli is good, but it's not that good, right? So it's like, understanding that it's going to be a process that takes time, not something that you can just jump into. But for those of you that are like, but I want to do it now. And then for those of you guys also who are like, okay, so if like, no, I don't start, like if I didn't start, then there's no point of starting. Like you're still going to be here. God, for like six to 12 months from now, two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, you guys get the, the point. So what I mean by this is that like, even though you didn't start three months ago, why do the next three months not matter to you as much? 
Like, do you want to stay the way that you're feeling right now for the next three to 30 years? I wouldn't. And like, I didn't. And that's why I started. And so like, it doesn't matter that you are five years up behind, two years behind. Oh, I wish I started when I was 17. That's awesome. But it doesn't do anything for you. So let's focus on what we can do right now to make the next like 30 years, the best 30 years that we can make it instead of settling for the next 30 years. You see what I'm saying? You're going to want to do everything at once. Look at what you're doing right now and do 1% better. It will give you really good results. Nobody's watching you in the gym. I promise. It's okay to ask for help and being self-made isn't the end all be all. I also don't respect people who say they're self-made because it's bullshit and I just don't like it. And bonus sleep is going to help you so much. And so will protein. So make sure that you're incorporating those into your nutritional plans, I guess, or into your agenda for January. And on that note, I hope you ladies have the best day ever. I can't wait to see what you guys do with all this advice and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.